How tragic is it that we live in a generation where if somebody doesn't appreciate or tolerate another person's opinions, they simply cancel them out. That may have nothing to do with their opinions today. It might have something to do with what they said years ago, and yet they are cancelled. What does Judaism have to say about cancel culture? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 26 of Chagiga, and we learn the power of Teshuvah, the power of repentance, the power to wipe clean the mistakes of the past. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Harissa today. I like to begin with a story. In the land of Canaan, there lived a proverbial innkeeper called Rachav. She was a kind lady who had tragically fallen into a life of sin. Like many houses of ill repute, unless one knew otherwise a tourist, might have assumed hers was a regular hostel. And so one day she has the good fortune of hosting two very important guests. Pinchas and Kalev had been chosen by Joshua to spy out the promised land prior to the entry of the children of Israel. Staying at her inn, their plan was to wander about gathering intelligence. On their very first day, however, the king of Eurycho found out about her guests and their mission and sought to kill them. Rachav decided to risk her own life and she hid them under some stalks of flax which she had lying on a roof. When the officers came looking for them, she told them that her guests had departed, but encouraged them to pursue quickly as they might catch up with them. Meanwhile, she let Pinchas and Kalev down by a rope through the window, because her dwelling was at the outer side of the city wall, and she lived in the actual wall. She said to them, Make for the hills, so that the pursuers may not come upon you. Stay there in hiding for three days until the pursuers return, then go on your way. But before bidding them farewell, she made them promise that upon their re-entry into the land, they would guarantee the protection and security of herself and her family. The men replied, When we invade the country, tie this length of crimson cord to the window through which you let us down. Bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your family together in your house, and they will be spared. When the children of Israel conquered the land, Rachav converted to Judaism and married the leader of our people, Yehoshua. And from that union, eight prophets descended, Neria, Baruch, Sariah, Masiah, Yirmiyeh, Chilkiah, Hanamel, and Shalom. Let's look at today's Gemara. Says the Mishnah, Unlearned tax collectors who entered a house and similarly thieves who returned stolen vessels are deemed credible when they say, we did not touch the objects in the house. Asks the Gemara, let us pose a contradiction. If thieves enter the house, only the place where the feet of the thieves had trodden is impure. Rav Pinchas said in the name of Rav, our mission is dealing with a case where they repented. Note well the words of the teaching, they returned the vessels. Indeed, learn from here. Let's analyze the Gemara. The mission teaches that if a thief was returning stolen goods and says that he didn't touch anything else in the house, we trust him and all the contents remain pure. The Gemara points out that their credibility stems from the fact that they were returning the items, indicating that they had done tshuva and repented of their past misdeeds. Let's say you've advertised a job opening. You receive an applicant who's just been released from prison. Would you consider him for the position, or would you dismiss him out of hand? After all, how many people would trust an ex-con, even if he claimed to have been rehabilitated in jail? Most would consider him irredeemable. He would be branded for life. That's not the Jewish way. Our sages would even trust the testimony of penitent thieves regarding 
ritual purity. Contrast Judaism's tolerant approach to transformed individuals with the closed-mindedness of today's secular culture. Not only is there little respect for the opinions of others and a lack of healthy debate and discussion, but if someone disagrees with another, he will attempt to destroy or cancel everything about that person. One famous children's fantasy author recently expressed traditional views about gender differences. As a result, many people decided to boycott her children's fantasy books. And not only will such people display a lack of respect for another person based on his opinions today, many of these closed-minded ideologues will dig into past statements and actions of people who they don't agree with. They'll then attempt to use those past statements to shame and cancel the person and shut down any form of debate. According to Halacha, it's actually forbidden to bring up a person's past in any way, shape, or form. You're not allowed to ask a balchuva, remember how you used to act? Nor are you allowed to taunt the children of converts with comments like, remember where your parents came from. In fact, the most extreme manifestation of our attitude toward Teshuvah is found regarding a wicked person who placed a ring on a woman's finger and declared, Behold, you are married to me on condition that I am a complete tzaddik. The Gemara says that the marriage is effective, because maybe he had thoughts of Teshuvah right at that moment. Not only don't we judge someone based on his conduct 10 years ago, we even judge him favorably concerning thoughts of transformation that might have taken place five minutes ago. The finest exemplar of this attitude was Yehoshua, who was prepared to marry a former, let's say, innkeeper when he saw how she had turned her life around. How many people would do that? Too many shidduch-seeking singles hear the word Baal Teshuvah and say, nah, not interested. Why not? Not only should we not be judging people unfavorably based on previous conduct, but their ability to transform their lives should be the ultimate testament to their character. Indeed, our sages declare, in the place that a Baal Teshuvah stands, even the perfectly righteous could never stand. Are you prepared to accept people as they are today? Or before trusting them and befriending them, do you feel the need to scrutinize their school record from 30 years ago? We all make mistakes. Everybody deserves a second chance. If Yoshua could trust Rachav, if our sages could trust petty thieves, then you can trust an individual who has turned his life around and begun to remake his reputation. May you judge everyone for who he is right here, right now. And may he do the same for you, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.